0: Christmas may be a couple weeks away yet, but in many parts of Europe, the celebrating has already begun. A few days ago, St. Nicholas and his scary sidekick, Black Peter, paid a visit to the children of Amsterdam.
1: And they have a huge bag and a whip, which is for the bad kids.
0: Hi, I'm Rick Steves. Today on Travel with Rick Steves, we're taking a tour through some of Europe's Christmas traditions, like the Swedes, who celebrate Santa Lucia Day on December
2: 13th. We start at Lucia... It's a day when we uh, greet the light coming into the dark period.
0: Later in the hour, there is nothing like Paris, even in the winter. We'll learn how to best enjoy the city of light when the temperature drops and the tourist crowds thin out. But the magic remains.
3: There's a different feeling in the wintertime in Paris. The night falls more quickly, which makes, in my opinion, Paris more romantic.
0: Stay with us as we get ready for Christmas in Croatia, Scandinavia, the Low Countries, the Italian Riviera, and the West of Ireland. It's Travel with Rick Steves. Even in the communist era, the children of Croatia got to enjoy a pretty special Christmas. Coming up in a moment, we'll discover some of the different ways the holiday season is celebrated by some of our European friends, from Croatia to Sweden, Belgium, Italy's Cinque Terre, and even in the west of Ireland, where we'll find out which brand of beer Santa Claus prefers. And later in the hour, we'll hear how Paris retains its status as one of the world's most romantic and enjoyable cities, even in the dead of winter. We'll start today's Travel with Rick Steves with Marian Krišković. Marian guides travelers around his home country of Croatia, and he joins us to talk about the winter holidays in his corner of Eastern Europe. I'm joined by Marjan Krišković from Croatia, and we're talking about celebrating Christmas in Croatia. Marjan, welcome. Thank you. How do you say Merry Christmas in Croatian?
4: Uh, Sretan Božić. Sretan Božić. What That's does that right. mean, literally? Um, merry Christmas, uh, Sretan, happy or merry. Okay, Sretan is happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Božić is Christmas. And Božić uh, actually comes as a, from the word Bog, and it means little God, and it implies the, uh, the, the birth of baby Jesus. Little God. Little God, literally. So
0: literally, you're saying, happy little God. Exactly. (laughs) Now, when you celebrate the holiday season in Croatia, as in much of Europe, it's more than just one day. Tell us the general holiday calendar in Croatia. What are the big
4: days for you in Croatia? The celebrating of uh, Christmas uh, starts December 6th, which is St. Nicholas Day. And that's when the tradition was of uh, giving gifts, especially to the children in forms of apples, fruits, really little symbols and tokens of love and signs of good luck. Then there is December 13th, which is St. Lucia Day. Usually on St. Lucia's Day, uh, in Croatia you would uh, get a ball of wheat seeds, soak them in water, and those seeds will then start germinating and the wheat grows uh, by the time of Christmas. And this is a symbol of fertility, of good luck in the following year, Uh, the symbol of birth, to do with uh, the birth of Jesus Christ.
0: And, you know, when we think about the celebration of Christmas, we can also think about pagan pre-Christian celebrations. Mm -hmm. And there's so much of our, um, you know, Christian Mm -hmm. traditions that have these pagan Mm -hmm. roots. And uh, I think Christmas is part of the winter solstice, and there was a pagan Mm -hmm. festival on December 25th. Mm -hmm. And we have these sort of uh, reminders to people that might be nervous that the sun's Mm -hmm. gone away, all the -hmm. the plants are dead now, and they will grow again.
4: Exactly. The church in the 4th century, I believe, Since they couldn't um, erase those old pagan beliefs, they just simply replaced them and have put a new form on them with a Christian face.
0: It's a smart thing to do if you want to replace beliefs. I remember uh, even during the communist time in some maybe Mm -hmm. not Yugoslavia, but in Bulgaria if there was one rock concert out of the year. It would be on Easter.
4: <laughs> Growing up in a uh, former communist country, I must say it wasn't always all that bad because as uh, as a child there, we would have still December 6th. The, the way that they do nowadays is usually you give smaller gifts and tokens on St. Nicholas Day and you do the big gifts and the big celebration on Christmas Day. But in communist days, uh, the communists tried to replace Christmas they knew they couldn't erase it because it was an important family holiday and people would still do it. So they just tried to replace it with a New Year, putting the emphasis on celebrating New Year instead of Christmas. And uh, the gifts came from Father Frost instead of Santa Claus.
0: So there was an actual concentrated effort by the government to shift mm-hmm. it from a religious day to a party day. That's right take the religious connotations mm-hmm. of the gift-giving in the mm-hmm. family, but mm-hmm. keep a family time. That's right. And Father Frost? Mm-hmm.
4: Father Frost, the uh, Edmraz in Croatian, was uh, taken, uh, the example was taken from the Russians, from so the, the Co- Soviets. So
0: the communists go away, mm-hmm. and now you can take back the uh, the Christmas Day and keep the Father Frost and have more parties all together.
4: True, although I, I must say, in, in, in those days, what people did, because we did not have such a hardline regime, they still kept, uh, Saint Nicholas, they kept Santa Claus, and they kept Father Frost. So they said, okay, <laughs> you got another guy you got Nicholas coming you got baby Jesus and you got exactly. Father Frost it was perfect and needless to say I have very fond memories from my childhood of that you Yugoslavians <laughs> I think
0: uh, I don't think it was exactly the Yugoslav. I remember Khrushchev would say making these people communists is like trying to saddle a cow it just, it's really tough Okay, you're a little child, you're four Mm -hmm. years old, and you know it's Saint Nicholas Day Mm -hmm. and you know Saint Nicholas is coming and he's got a he's got a sidekick, (laughs) doesn't he? What are your thoughts the night before? What are the what are your thoughts before who comes
4: and what happens here? (laughs) Well, the one that children usually fear is the Krampus. (laughs) Krampus Krampus, yes. uh, this is Saint
0: Nick's evil sidekick.
4: (laughs) That's right. Speaking of are you naughty or are you nice?
0: You're gonna get to know Krampus (laughs) if you're naughty.
4: If you're bad, uh, you don't get any presents. You rather get a stick. And whenever St. Nicholas comes through town, because just like later on with Santa Claus, you would have, in any town, you would have the procession with Santa Claus coming giving gifts to children. And alongside him is Krampus. And he has these heavy chains. He's all black and he's got these demonic um, um, outfits. Looks kind of like the devil himself. And he rattles with the heavy chains. He tries to scare the children. He's got a whip with which he whips the children, the people on their feet, scares everyone away. And if you're bad, the krampus is going to get you. So this is something to sure that the kids are good throughout <laughs> <around> the <laughs> year.
0: So there's parades going through villages with this oh, sort of festivity. Yes, yes. That would
4: be a fun time to be
0: in Croatia. Very much so. December 6th. Yeah. I'm joined by Marjan Kriskovic from Croatia. We're talking about Christmas in this part of former Yugoslavia. Marjan, we've got a lot of listeners across the United States, many of them with Croatian ancestry. Can you give them a greeting in your language and then tell us what you said?
4: Čestit Božić i sve najbolje u Novoj godini. Merry Christmas and all the best in the new year. And if I want to say thank you, I say... Hvala.
0: Hvala, Marjan. Merry Christmas to you too. Let's head north now to the kind of cold and snowy landscape where Santa Claus would feel right at home. Tour guide Marita Bergman is here from Stockholm to tell us about the holiday traditions she observes in Sweden. Marita, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Happy holidays. In Sweden, do you say Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas? Is there a political correctness there?
2: We say Merry Christmas. God Jul. God Jul. God Jul. What does
0: that mean literally?
2: Uh, It means... Have a good Christmas.
0: Now, a big day in Sweden is Santa Lucia Day, right? December 13.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's a special day. It's a day when we uh, greet the light coming into the dark period. We start in December and especially at Lucia to greet the light coming back. Greeting the
0: light. And mm-hmm. it's done with adorable little children with crowns of candles on their heads?
2: Yeah. In every school, in every elderly home, uh, comes children. A little
0: who, parade of children bringing good cheer.
2: Yeah. There are smaller children with Lucia, which normally is a, an older girl then, with this crown of uh, living lights, candles. Actual uh, candles on yeah. her hair. Yeah. yeah, it could be so. Uh, not with the smaller ones, but no. uh, and then they are singing their traditional songs.
0: And do they bring uh, goodies to the old folk? Uh,
2: they bring cinnamon cookies, cinnamon cookies. Uh, and also saffron buns.
0: Who's Jul Tomte?
2: Jul Tomte, that is uh, a man that comes to everyone's home with the smaller children. Uh, so he's
0: the the Swedish Santa Claus.
2: He's the Swedish Santa Claus. Jul
0: Tomte yes. is he fat? Yeah.
2: He's fat he has a beard also is he
0: one of these parental things that scares children into being nice rather than naughty you know if you're if you're nice you will get presents from Yul Tomta
2: yeah I, I don't think so. How no. do the
0: kids get their gifts? Do they find a stocking under the at the fireplace or under the tree or
2: normally we have the stocking in their own rooms uh, so they have something already in the Christmas morning uh, waiting for them in a stocking or some perhaps in a bag or something in their room yeah so the room. parents
0: will sneak in when the children are are sleeping yes. and they wake up and Yule Tomte has been in their room yeah. while they slept so it is i understand in sweden there's some interest in writing on the wrapping paper rhymes
2: yeah it's a very ritualized day uh, christmas every family do the same Uh, Actually, we look uh, one hour at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, It's uh, Christmas comics. Uh, It's uh, Disney films.
0: On TV. On TV. So everybody at 3 o'clock tunes into TV and watches Christmas comics.
2: For one hour, it's the same ritual, same procedures every year. And then afterwards, uh, we deliver the Christmas presents. And... On the uh, presents, there is a kind of uh, something written in it, and uh, to give a clue what there is in the present. Oh,
0: so actually the the parent, or the person working for Jule Tomta yeah. will write on the paper a rhyming poem making clues to what's in the package.
2: Yeah, true, and it has to be very, very mystical. I mean, it can't be too clear what is in it, so right. the better rhyme you have done, <laughs> the more you have to think, and the children, of course, the parcels lying under the Christmas tree can go and sneak and read also before. Oh,
0: when I was little, I would shake the package to try to find what's inside. I could shake and make a noise. Yeah. But here, you can read the puzzle in the poem yeah. that the parent wrote on the present yeah. wrapping. that's true. I so love is, that. Yeah. Now, what's the traditional food and drink of Christmas in Sweden?
2: We drink this spicy wine, which we call glög. Glögg. 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 And that is a kind of a sweet wine, uh, which is then spiced with different kinds of spices. Uh, very, very, very good, it is. Uh, it's a hot wine. It's a hot wine, and you can get it also quite strong. Uh, well, it's about 20% alcohol in it, uh-huh. so it uh, can gets quite joyful on the Christmas Day.
0: So Christmas Day is the big deal more than Christmas Eve?
2: No, Christmas Eve is the big day. Okay, that's yeah. the big day. So yeah. it's
0: really quite an involved holiday. It is modern Swedes. As much as they can throw away a lot of the traditions and be progressive and so on, they're they're embracing the traditions of a multi generational Christmas celebration.
2: It is true. We have uh, strong traditions uh, in that way, but uh, then also on the other hand, uh, a progressive society. Yes. So
0: that's interesting. You can have the most radically progressive society, and there's still a deep seated hunger for tradition, and yeah. at Christmas time people will gather together at 3 o'clock and watch Christmas comics.
2: In all homes, yes.
0: We have Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Is there a song in Swedish that sort of everybody knows and everybody loves? If somebody can play the piano, they'll try it.
2: Of course, there are uh, those uh, ordinary songs also sung all over, like Silent Night and so on. But then we also have songs uh, which we are singing, dancing then. If we ha- have a lot of space at home, we are dancing around the Christmas tree all together, holding so our hands. So this
0: is not just in fairy tales or, or romantic movies, but the Swedes will gather and hold hands in a circle around the tree. Yeah. Marita, thanks for a look into uh, Swedish Christmas. Can you um, give me a, a Christmas sort of greeting in uh, Swedish?
2: We say "God jul." Good jul and uh, gott nytt år. Happy new year.
0: Good jul and gott nytt år. Yes. Tack så mycket. Coming up, we continue our whirlwind tour of Christmas in Europe with friends from Belgium, the Netherlands, Italy and Ireland. And later, we'll finish our journey in wintertime Paris, taking a look at what's in store for travelers during the dark months in the City of Light. I'm Rick Steves, and this is Travel with Rick Steves. Today, we're touring with some of our European friends to see how they celebrate the Christmas holiday season in their home countries. And in Belgium and in the Netherlands, they're preparing for Christmas. And I'm joined by uh, two people who live in the Low Countries: Fernando Mengi and Nina Derricks. Ferdi and Nina, thanks for being with us. And uh, how does it unfold? What, what's the sort of uh, structure of the holiday celebration?
5: We really looking forward always to have that time of the year, you know, Christmas. But we start already earlier, especially in Belgium at all. We have the sixth of December that a lot of people don't even heard of. You have Sinterklaas. We have Sinterklaas, yeah. see that. And we
1: celebrate that both in Belgium yeah. and in the Netherlands. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think the
5: Netherlands a little maybe a little bit more into Sinterklaas. You remember when when the Sint arrives from Spain? And it comes on a boat and it's out in Amsterdam in a canal somewhere.
1: Yes, in Belgium yeah. we used to tune into Dutch television yeah. to see Saint yeah. Nicholas arrive yeah. on his yeah. steamboat from Spain. And it dates back to a story about an ancient bishop in Spain yeah. who was very benevolent. And then it got through the, through the centuries, yeah, turned guess. into somebody yeah. who rewarded good children, which of course parents with their education exploited very quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so when who, you were a child, you watched on TV St. Nicholas. Oh, my gosh, you, uh, yes. It was Sinterklaas, actually, who took the steamboat from Spain, yeah, landing way. in Amsterdam. And yeah. there
1: was official welcomes for St. Nicholas. He also had his um, servants with him, Black Peters. The Black
0: Peters, yeah. Yes. So this was his uh, sidekick, Black yeah. Peter. Black
1: Peter, that's right, yes, uh, who basically descend on this the night of the fifth December yeah. um into the chimney. So they're covered in soot, they're That's dressed in <laughs> Renaissance gear. They have yeah. these velvety breeches yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have a huge bag and a whip which is for the bad kids. So they come yeah. and take your bad kids <laughs> from your homes. This is terrifying. Whoa, this I is oh, you were, ice cup, I yeah.
5: remember I can tell you a story a little bit about my childhood. <laughs> my my mom and dad used to play this very well. I was kind of a I wouldn't say an obnoxious kid, but anyway I was kinda of hard to handle. And he always would run that time of the year I was very, very uh, how you say? You're it? An obedient Terrified, behave, obedient, <laughs> obedient little <laughs> because boy. Because that's by the arrival they, they, of Black Yes, yes she that's would. Right. Did, she would tell me he's coming, and he's going to come covered with black suit, yeah, down the and chimney, come and with, the whip, and with a whip. Oh my yeah. gosh, I was totally afraid. So you're a good little boy. I yeah. was a good yes. little boy so, just for that so time. So parents use
0: yeah. Saint Nicholas Day, December six. Yeah. Yes. Is that what it is, Saint Nicholas Day? Saint Nicholas Day, Saint Nicholas And then, if you're good kids, you have some presents.
1: You get rewarded what you do on the night of the fifth of December. Remember,
5: put our shoe out.
1: You put your shoe out. Yeah because um, those years ago you could get tiny presents so you have your shoe in which Uh you put a carrot for St. Nicholas's horse because they come over the roof St. Nicholas seated on a horse (laughs) Black Peter on a mule with a big bag and a whip And then they'll come through the chimney, and then they'll give the food to the horse. In Belgium, we also put a trappist in the shoe, monk beer, beer. monastery beer, to (laughs) reward black people.
0: Uh, So you bribe black people (laughs) to not use his whip on you.
1: And hopefully next day you find presents, because if not, you find (sighs) charcoal, or you find... Twigs in your shoe.
0: And somehow the next morning, uh, Black Peter drank the beer.
5: The beer's probably gone. The beer's yeah. gone. <laughs> <And> the <laughs> yes, my
1: dad would usually be very happy next yeah, day. Yeah,
5: he probably drank it. That's Remember right. when we had no carrots? This is, I'm talking about some years ago, but carrots is not really... A vegetable that was grown in the winter. We put some sugar lumps in it hey, for the okay. horse because horses like sugar. Yes. Sure.
0: So yeah. you, uh, sugar you, the, the reindeer horse. didn't come. Then it was. Yeah. On, the, no. the yeah. Sinterklaas comes from Spain oh, with yeah. his horse and, and down the on the chimney and yes. no whip yeah. for the kids who yeah. are good. And, and was, I remember and
1: he, my mum going to the local baker during the week. We didn't notice his kids, and she would make an appointment, and then the local baker dresses up as Saint Nicholas. Oh
5: yes, yes. Yeah. Quite
1: a few people. <laughs> Dress up as black people, they rattle chains on yeah. the shutters. Oh, so you're yeah. terrified as children under the oh table. We
5: were sitting under the and table? This, I remember that. The
1: saint comes in, and you know the voice from the baker, but <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> make by sense. His shoes and he stuff. opens <laughs> the big white book with all your sins, so you yes. really believe this yes.
5: is true. <laughs> he yeah. knew you. He knew you he, like God course. knew you or something. We were very local at the time. I mean, oh this was not goodness. a big city. I mean, Nina grew up pretty much in the same kind of uh, size <laughs> of town. And okay, just, so
0: that's December 6th. Yeah and then there's a couple of weeks where not much is going on, or what happens
5: there? There was a time that we actually found... Don't you think, Nina, that that we think that St. Nicholas was actually a bigger party than than Christmas? Yes, because there were
1: presents. There were presents. I see, but Christmas,
5: there yeah. were no oh, presents. Oh, so Christmas was more the religious. There more time the time food. The we had a big, and yeah. family. Peter and and so much more, the, yes.
1: The it was much and, more and the birth of Jesus, and it was the religion, and yeah. you went to mass, the yeah, midnight I mass. Saying, I
5: wasn't a choir. I was a 10-year-old. I year didn't old. get
1: presents when I was young for um,
5: Christmas. Christmas. for Christmas Only on St. Nicholas Day. If I'd been good, yeah. And now it's all changing. It's yeah. ho- okay. Claus is still there, but not as much because they, it's, you know, have the big dinner and then you have the presents okay. under the tree. So let's the, talk
0: about the Christmas, yeah. December 24, December 25 celebrations in Belgium.
5: What would happen typically? What we do mostly every year, it's like we, the 24th, we are invited with our family. That's the night before Christmas. We have a great dinner. We get together and we open our presents at midnight. At midnight? Yeah. yeah. Is that after church
0: or regardless of
5: church? Oh, it depends. If you go to the midnight mass, which usually starts around 11, you'd be out around midnight you go back home around midnight, half past midnight, and then you open your presents? So kids are staying up pretty late on that. Oh, night. Yeah, 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 it's great yeah. Oh, Fun time.
1: Yeah. And that's gearing up for New Year's Day, which is yeah. Now what's unique very about New Year's too. Day
5: in in
0: Belgium?:
1: Again, that's a present giving day, so yeah. it's fantastic for kids, but we have a really nice tradition in Belgium where the little children learn to read a letter. in their case, kindergarten, you learn it by heart, and in that letter, you address your parents and you promise to be a good child for a whole year. You also promise this to your godmother and to your godfather. Yes. But this tradition is getting more and more complicated in schools now because there are more and more divorces. Oh, yeah. So kids turn up to have too many parents and grandparents. And Lots they of letters. <laughs> too many letters. What's uh, the
0: name of that in Flemish?
1: A New Year's Brief.
0: New uh, Year's Brief. Yeah. It's so Mm. fun to talk
5: to both of you about this because you're both lighting up like children here, remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it brings back memories. I mean, I I, I thought it was a fantastic time.
1: Yeah, and also on the first New Year's Day, little kids are sent out to sing New Year's Day wishes to everybody in the village. So Mm. you stitch up a tea towel till it forms a bag, hang it around your neck, go from door to door, kind of like Halloween, trick and treat. You stitch
0: up a tea towel to make a bag. Yes, and ah. in
1: there, you sing from door to door, happy new year, wish all the best for the new year, and then either the lady opens the door or not, and then you sing a nasty song. But you get sweets, but unfortunately nowadays, you get, um, which is more correct, I suppose, some coins. For yeah, him. some
5: coins. To finish that, that Sinterklaas Christmas, New Year's, is three kings, three yeah. koningen. I remember me... That's Epiphany. Goalie. That's yeah, uh, epiphany. January 6th. Epiphany. Yeah, Definitely. You dress up as oh, the we three dressed kings. up. We had we had a star, and we would sing door to door. And of course, in the old days, it was trick or treat. You get candies, but on mm-hmm. the end, we wanted the money. We wanted to see coins because it was like
1: was. treasure hunting. That treasure whole hunting. period is fantastic. And that
5: was that was a time that really I still remember. It was like just yesterday. That's an yeah. entire
0: month, December sixth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, to it was be a whole a month. Six in Belgium. Th- 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 You want to be a kid in Belgium yes. Yes. on the absolutely. holiday time? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Can you please I, I'm just putting on the spot here, but you're singing this song, this New Year's song, on I you, there's two of you, so you can team up. Do you remember the song? Is it one particular song about this new what Year's?
5: Well it's one like three give me a new Now is this the song you sing on New Year's Day or Epiphany? No, this, is epiphany. this is Epiphany. So this is the
0: Sixth three the the three kings. Yeah. Please sing me three kings. So like,
5: Dree koningen, drie koningen, geef mij een nieuwe noed. Mijn oude is versleten, moeder mag het niet weten. M'n vader heeft het geld in de... Geteld. In the rooster getelt. In the rooster getelt. That's it. I mean, yeah. it's been 50 years. I mean, <laughs> Good memory. Yes. Now, what is that? What did it mean in English? It means actually uh, three kings, three kings. Give uh, me a new hat. Give me a new hat. My old one is wearing out. Mm-hmm. And my dad just counted the money. On, it's hard to translate, though, because it rhymes. It, okay, yeah. yeah. And then it's kind of hard. But it's kind of that order just to buy me a new hat. And my dad already counted the money to buy me a new hat. Uh, that's what it basically is. And was. don't
1: tell my mum that yeah, my old head has worn out. Yeah,
5: and don't yeah. tell my mom that. The, yeah, and then they'll it. toss some goodies into the oh, bag. Yeah, you yeah. Won't Hopefully, otherwise you
1: get a nasty song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we won't <laughs> ask you to a nasty ones, song. Yeah.
0: This is fascinating to celebrate the holidays in Belgium. I've been joined by Ferdinando Mengi and Nina Derricks. And can you please, just because I love the Flemish language, wish our listeners across America a holiday greeting from Belgium?
5: I would say in Dutch, um, or in Flemish, een zalig en gelukkig en een voorspoedig nieuwjaar. It's a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a very prosperous year. And Nina, can you give us something? I
1: just couldn't improve on that, because that's the one.
0: (laughs) That's That's the one. one. That's 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 what you said. That's the one, one, yeah. And I would say, dank u wel.
5: Alsjeblieft. Graag gedaan. Graag gedaan.
0: Now we're going to go to Italy and talk with Matteo Passini, who's a friend of mine. He runs a beautiful hotel in Monterosso in the Cinque Terre on the Italian Riviera. Matteo, Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us.
6: Thank you. Merry Christmas to you all also.
0: Yeah, Matteo, now tell me, in Italy, um, what is special about Christmas in Italy compared to other places in Europe or the United States?
6: In Italy, for example, under a gastronomical point of view, you have... Uh, Panettone, uh, which is uh, special of Italy, and uh, Spumante, which is our Italian champagne.
0: You're going right to the food and the drinks. Spumante yes. and Panettone. Tell us about panettone. those.
6: Uh, panettone, it's a Christmas cake, uh, and it's full with uh, fruits and uh, like this and then we have uh, also Pandoro which is something similar but uh, with more butter with, it's uh, more simple but uh, both are very good and uh, in every home uh, you have uh, Panettone or Pandoro for Christmas
0: Matteo think back before all the tourists came and, and made your region more prosperous to a simpler time what is a, a warm childhood memory that you have of Christmas in Italy?
6: During Christmas uh, here in Cinque Terre We were expecting the Christmas lunch, something uh, very, very important, where uh, you could eat uh, something that you never uh, eat uh, during the other days of the year. For example, uh, ravioli were the main uh, dish we had uh, for Christmas and were very important because some family could only have ravioli for uh, Christmas lunch and never before.
0: So poor families, poor families would only have ravioli on a special day?
6: Yes. Only on Christmas and then uh, no more for the rest of the year. So it was very important. Or for example, people were wearing a particular dress during that day and then uh, because uh, friends gave them like uh, a good uh, shirt or uh, something like this and then uh, no more for the rest of the year. So it was something very particular. And uh, for example, when I was a kid, We always were waiting uh, Christmas Eve, that that, uh, midnight was coming, when uh, Jesus' baby were bringing us uh, some uh, gifts. So we were all waiting the Mass, and then after the Mass, uh, we came back uh, home very fast uh, to see if uh, gifts uh, were there. And Mm -hmm. they were there, so we were all happy. But now, unfortunately, it's different. Now, maybe this is the power of uh, globalization. We have uh, something more like uh, you have in the United States and all over Europe. Uh, We have uh, also Babbo Natale, which is your uh, Santa Claus. And nobody is speaking anymore, almost uh, anymore, about baby jesus so every kid is waiting for babbo natale and then uh, babbo natale is no more related to the mass so many people is not going to the mass anymore also even if the christmas eve mass is very very important in Italy, very important. People, maybe they go to the Mass uh, that night, uh, maybe once in a year, but they go because uh, it's uh, really very important. Something uh, everybody feels a lot.
0: Now, Babbo Natale, is that like uh, Papa Christmas? Is that what that means literally? Yes.
6: uh, The the real translation is uh, Christmas Daddy. Daddy. Christmas (laughs) Christmas Christmas Daddy. Christmas
0: Daddy, yes. Does Babbo come down the chimney like Santa Claus does in my town?
6: Yes and no. Sometimes mostly he comes uh, to the door, it knocks, and then uh, gives you something. Also for children, somebody will wear uh, like uh, Babbo Natale and uh, go knocking to all doors and give presents.
0: Now you have another character, um, La Befana, right?
6: Yes. For uh, the 6th of January, when the three kings, we have uh, La Befana. Every child awaits uh, La Befana because if uh, you have been good... Uh, she will bring you candies and lot of uh, sweet stuff. If you have been in bed, she will bring you coke. Labafana uh, comes down from the, like your Santa Claus, down from the roof inside the, the, where you have the fire in the...
0: Okay, the chimney. So fun. so this is the Christmas witch kind of... And, uh,
6: the Christmas witch
0: yes. yeah. Let, just to explain to people so Epiphany is January 6th and we know about the 12 days of Christmas and that's really the finale of the 12 days of Christmas when the three wise men actually gave the famous gifts to baby Jesus and that is celebrated throughout Italy then uh, and that's when the Christmas witch comes and what do they give the children if they've been naughty?
6: Colca uh, Coke, um, coal,
0: you mean? Coke, like Black, uh, the coke. black stones, right?
6: Black stones, yes.
0: Now in Italy, the manger scenes are a big deal. The, you say presepe, right, in Italian?
6: Si, presepe is very important. Saint Francis uh,
0: was the first. He, he invented presepe, I think. Saint Francis in Assisi. Saint Francis,
6: yes, exactly. To teach Saint the story Saint of
0: Jesus, si. yeah.
6: Si, in fact, now to the best presepe. Are always made by Saint Francis monks. Fr- uh, by yeah. Saint Francis monks. They are all the best uh, presepi. Yes, mm-hmm. very, very nice, very Good,
0: beautiful. Because that's a big deal in Rome. I mean, every church has a a, a manger si, scene, and si, si, people si, go. Si. But like also
6: a, in private home, we, normally it's more important to have a presepi than uh, the Christmas tree in Italy. Hmm.
0: In our family, we have in our presepi we have the Holy Family. And the baby mm-hmm. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah. And then we have the three wise men, and cows, and sheep, and angels. <laughs> Do you have anybody else? Is it the same population? Uh,
6: in Italy, presepe is uh, incredible. You can have a simple presepe like uh, yours, uh, and then they add uh, characters, maybe a fisherman, maybe someone who is carrying something like mushrooms or a hunter. So people are uh, always thinking about to, to add more and more characters. For example, in Napoli, there is a street, uh, San Gregorio Armeno, which is famous for handcrafters. They work all year for new characters to add to Presepe. And it's a street where small statues of Presepe are also expensive because they're very nice. Mm. And every year during this time, uh, it's nice to see, for example, the news or go there and buy new characters. Sort of like your Time magazine, when you see at the beginning of the year the Man of the Year in Italy instead of the magazine. You go to San Gregorio Armeno and you have the small statue of the year you have the person for example you can have uh, maybe this year you can have uh, the United States President uh, Berlusconi or uh, some other people and they in Napoli they really add them uh, to the presepe (laughs) it's incredible but uh, really presepe it's something incredible hey Matteo
0: when you have children uh, and you have uh, the grandparents of the mother or the parents of the mother and the parents of the father uh, different families how do you know where to go when how do you sort that out
6: Uh, This is a big problem. (laughs) I think it's the same problem in the United States and all over the world, but in Italy could cause uh, big tragedies. (laughs) I mean, normally when we speak in the afternoon with all the other friends, on 10 people, uh, 5 had a bad day because (laughs) they fight all day.
0: (laughs) The family competition at Christmas. Is the Uh, biggest uh, event the dinner on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve?
6: No, uh, normally in Italy the biggest uh, competition is for Christmas lunch, Christmas the lunch. lunch on Christmas day on the 25th of December for lunch.
0: Hey, Matteo, <laughs> w- what are you thankful for this Christmas and what are your wishes for the new year in Italy?
6: The wishes are uh, only one, not only for Italy, uh, peace for everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Matteo. And and just so we can hear your beautiful language, can you wish all of your friends in the United States a Merry Christmas and a peaceful New Year? Can I hear you say that in Italian?
6: Yes. Allora, volevo augurare a tutti voi un uh, felice Natale e un bellissimo anno nuovo pieno di pace. Uh, Tanti auguri a tutti.
0: <laughs>
6: buon Natale.
0: Buon Natale. Matteo, yeah. thank you very much and buon Natale to you too.
6: Thank you, Rick. Ciao.
0: Up next, we round out our holiday tour with a call to the west coast of Ireland, and then we return to the continent for a peek at wintertime Paris. Our phone number is 877-333-RICK, and you can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. We'll look at the magic of Paris in the late fall and winter, holidays or not, in just a bit. Right now, we're placing a call to Dingle Peninsula in the far west edge of Ireland to get a taste of Irish Christmas traditions. I'm talking with a friend of mine, Tim Collins, who's the retired police chief in a town on the west coast of Ireland, my favorite part of Ireland, as a matter of fact. It's Dingle Peninsula. Tim Collins, thanks for joining us.
7: Not at all. You're quite welcome, man. Uh, You wish, I think, to speak maybe on the the Christmas festivities in Dingle?
0: Well, Tim, yeah. Tell me, uh, what's Christmas like in the west of Ireland?
7: Christmas is a very big occasion in in Ireland generally, but moreover in the west of Ireland. it's very much uh, has been a family occasion. Uh, People in olden times, of course, uh, used to return maybe from England when we had a lot of immigration. They'd come from America, they'd make off to be at home for Christmas.
0: So that's quite a a party there in the villages, isn't it?
7: Yes, indeed, and uh, they'd prepare maybe a week ahead of the big day. The the housewives would be preparing food, they'd be making plum puddings, uh, Christmas cakes, uh, they'd be getting some turkey, some ham, a um, bottle of whiskey.
0: So the big feast is... Uh, is the big feast on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve?
7: Christmas Day is the big one. Okay. And uh, on that day, um, they would uh, prepare dinner and then all sit around and they would um, stay inside that day, maybe... Uh, uh, having a bit of a party, playing cards and so forth. Uh, no one dares go out on Christmas Day. So one day the streets are deserted in Dingle is on Christmas Day.
0: Everybody's at home with the family eating. Yes, yeah, uh,
7: eating and a little uh, drop of whiskey maybe, drop of Guinness, maybe some wine I was creeping in. Wine is getting pretty popular in recent years. And the ladies would have maybe a drop of port or a drop of sherry.
0: Oh, so the port and the sherry is the ladies' drink.
7: Yes, indeed, yes. Okay. And they'd also have Christmas crackers where they would... Uh, Pull these across the table, you know, where there would be Christmas yeah, fair and hats and jokes and these out of these Christmas um, so the kids crackers would, as they call them
0: little um, like uh, firecrackers, small firecrackers.
7: That crackers. type of thing, yes, yes. yeah So okay. it's, it's very much a fun thing, and the meal could run maybe for two or three hours. No one's in a great hurry; everyone is relaxed.
0: Tim, what happens on Christmas Eve? Is there a big feast on Christmas Eve also?
7: Uh, Christmas Eve is more or less uh, leading up to the big one. Normally in Ireland, they used to eat fish on that particular day. They had a, a fish called sling, Ling, L I N G, to the type of a cod, salted, oh. very strong, uh, strongly salted fish. And they would uh, cook that with some potatoes and some sauce. And that was more or less uh, a lead to Christmas. I gotcha. Uh, there'd be holly and ivy put up on all the, uh, the windows, uh, lights would be put up. Christmas tree would be put up. They'd also put up the crib honoring the, the birth of Christ on the Christmas Day. That would be put up by the children would gather around would make their own cribs with the figures, and that would be put up in the central part of the house and lit up.
0: Okay, so the kids build a, a Christmas crib, a manger scene.
7: A manger scene, exactly, yes.
0: Tell me about the local Santa Claus. Do you have Santa Claus just like we have? Who brings the gifts for the children?
7: Yes, Santa Charles is a big deal here. As a matter of fact, I'll let you in a little secret. I am acting as Santa Charles in the local uh, hotel here over the Christmas.
0: Say it ain't so. So
7: I'll be wearing a different hat.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh, that's um, fun. Santa
7: Charles brings the, the gifts at Christmas, and the idea is that I'll go to bed early and leave some uh, gifts for Santa Charles in the hearth.
0: In the hearth. So Santa Claus does come down the chimney, down just the like. chimney,
7: and they would maybe leave out a little a glass of Guinness there for him. A glass of and Guinness? And they might leave out a few carrots and a turnip for the reindeers.
0: So we give milk and cookies, but Santa gets Guinness in Ireland. Guinness
7: in Ireland for strength, you see. And then the following morning, when the kids would come down, the first thing they'd look for is the carrots. And no doubt there would be marks on the carrot, indicating where the reindeer would have nibbled. Okay. And the Guinness, and the Guinness was gone, of course, disappeared. Right. Proved positive that he had come and gone.
0: <laughs> Tim Collins from the west coast of Ireland. Thank you very much, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and all your family.
7: And the same to you and yours. Sláinte! Bye bye. Bye. Cheerio.
0: In the next two weeks on Travel with Rick Steves, we'll check in with more of our European friends to learn how holiday traditions differ and maybe discover some common threads in Portugal. Bulgaria, Greece, Central Italy, Britain, and Spain. Right now, let's spread our view beyond the holiday season to look at winter travel in Paris with the suggestions of two seasoned guides who call Paris home. So many Americans go to Paris in the summer. And, you know, if that's all you got, I think it's fine. But the locals are gone and the tourists are there and it's in gear for the tourists and it's hot and muggy. I like Paris in the winter, the Parisians are there. I just feel like if you want Paris of the Parisians, you're likely to find it in the winter better than the summer. I'm joined by two Parisians, Arnaud Savigny and Kristen Michel. We're going to talk about Paris in the winter. Arnaud's lived there all his life. Kristen has um, lived in Paris for four winters. Yes. Met a fine young Frenchman, and now you're a local. Uh,
3: kind of. <laughs>
0: kind oh, of. Yeah, Your work has on become it. more Parisian than I am, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Paris in the winter, uh, Arnaud. It's cold?
8: Humid, damp, windy, isn't it? It's very, very cold, yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a penetrating
0: cold. It's a penetrating cold, and travelers have to remember it. Just because it's 44 degrees, I think that's the average temperature in December, uh, you're out for hours at a stretch so you want to dress almost like you're skiing and layers yes. layers yes. Layers, yes. layers and be ready for being warm in the metro so right. to pop yeah, so it up you know take it so. off put it on take it off put Scars, it on scarves hats yes. gloves
3: are necessary and
0: you're out there enjoying the streets as you should as a traveler mm-hmm. and you've you've got a wonderful refuge anytime you want cafe in the cafe for the price of a little cup of coffee you've yep. got yourself not only a warm break a nice drink, and a very convivial scene, especially in yes. the winter,
8: perhaps. Absolutely, and yeah, with all the lights and everything outside, it's just beautiful, yes. Mm. Everything is illuminated.
3: There's a different feeling in the wintertime in Paris. The days are a bit shorter, so the night falls more quickly, which makes, in my opinion, Paris more romantic in the yeah. wintertime.
0: And that's a plus, I think. I, I, think like, so? I like Paris after dark.
3: Absolutely, me too.
0: And you get more Paris after dark in the you winter. You actually really see Paris by night more often. And you've got lights, and you've got no leaves on the trees. And no the leaves. beautiful architecture is So you is can there. see the
3: buildings better, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. And the lights are everywhere. You know, you know the French monuments. are really into their floodlighting, aren't they? Yeah,
3: they mm-hmm. do a very good job of it. They spend an incredible amount of money a lot illuminating of, Paris. Oh, a lot yes. of,
0: oh, it's amazing. It's a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. I think the lights even changed at different times in the year and so on. They just It's an art form, how to show off your beautiful mm-hmm. architecture yes. with the help of lights. Absolutely. Let's talk specifically November. If somebody's planning, I know they've got the the Beaujolais Nouveau. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Beaujolais. Yes,
8: the Beaujolais. Tell me about it, that. Wow, it's uh I don't. Maybe Christian, you like it better than I do. Uh, for me, I, I don't consider Beaujolais Nouveau as a real wine. <laughs> think, what is it? What is I it? Don't first of all? Ma- yeah. I don't think I don't think many people consider Beaujolais. Yes, yeah, it's it's, not, it's definitely party. not the,
3: the best wine that France produces, but they have decided to embrace the fact that it is a young, simple, fruity wine, and they have made a holiday out of it. So Beaujolais Mm. Nouveau, it means the new Beaujolais wine. Coming out. It's just been produced, so the grapes were picked in September. The wine was made in October, and in November, it's put in the bottles, um, and on the third Wednesday, I believe it is, of the month at 12.01 a.m., by law, so I guess it's the Thursday really oh, yeah, right it 's all set up by law, yeah right, you are allowed to cork the bottles of Beaujolais, mm-hmm. you cannot do it before, and so the cafes and restaurants are. Full of decoration and bottles, and everyone takes off Thursday from work, and they wow. go to the cafes and they drink this new young fruity wine. So
0: the cafes are staying open. Uh, the Wednesday night is sort of a party, and at midnight, yes. Yes. with great fanfare, they pop this young, simple—not great wine—but it's a it's a
8: celebration of the new wine. Absolutely, it's just another opportunity to go out and drink wine. Absolutely, but it is an excuse oh. for a party. <laughs> yeah, <that's Oujolais laughs>
0: Nouveau, the third Wednesday. At midnight, so actually the third Thursday, the wee hours in November, you can enjoy that. And then there's also an independent winemakers show that's a, a big mm. deal. I, I understand in November in Paris, mm-hmm.
3: it is. I went to for the first time this year. It's uh, it's located at the Porte de Versailles. And it goes on for about five days.
0: This yeah. is the last weekend in November, I believe, or late in November, five late, days. Late in November, yes. yes. At the Port, uh, Versailles, port de Versailles. Port Versailles, Versailles. it's a, it's a very centre, large right. convention center. So, Christian, you were just there. What is, I, I understand there's just like a thousand stands.
3: It is amazing. We were there all day long on a Sunday. We could not make it. We only did maybe a tenth of what was available. You got drunk or what? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 you, no, you, no. But you, you, get, you pay one price, <laughs> it's right? tasting, not just <laughs> tasting. <laughs> so you pay yes, one price. I understand you pay
0: six euros. That's like $10. Right. And then you've got, do they give you and you walk, and
3: they, give you, they give you an actual glass uh-huh. that it's a, it's a great uh, keepsake because it has the Salon de Vigneron printed on the glass. You go in and everything is organized by region. So you have little booths of uh, people from the Loire, people from the Côte people from Bordeaux,
0: from Burgundy.
8: Yeah, you have to make it to this place. I huh? have to go because oh, it's yes. more than just a wine festival. It's, it's a cultural fantastic.
0: festival with all the varieties of the people and of France And you can really
8: there. taste you know, all the wines, the, all the variety
0: in France. And you will feel the pride of each region. Oh, yes. Oh, because yes. I, we all know Paris is sort of the, 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 the pinnacle of French mm-hmm. culture. Oh, but there yes. is some culture outside of Paris.
8: Well, uh, the, every you know, every province is different and proud. Uh, and of course, you know, I, I come from Burgundy, and this is so I it all comes together. First there. is Burgundy, and what then is, it's France. What,
0: <laughs> what is the name of this? It's the Salon
3: de Vignerons. Salon des Vignerons and, so This is this is yes. important. Independent. Is it? So it's, it's the n-
0: independent I- winemakers. Mm-hmm. Convention. Exactly. Convention. Mm-hmm.
3: So you're supporting sure. small mom and pop vineyards, nice. wineries.
0: Okay, so there's two great things in November: the New Wine Festival, Boujolet Nouveau, mm-hmm. third Wednesday in November, and then the last weekend in November for about five days, the Independent Winemakers Show. Yes, I'm going to plan on that. Now in <laughs> December, we've got, of course, the holiday season ramping up. And Arnaud, what what happens to the city of Paris every Christmas? Oh, time? the city is feverish. Uh, people are running, you know, after work to
8: uh, to buy their their gifts. It's Yeah, It's a, you can feel the tension, you know. It's um, I mean, just to prepare, Christmas is a big, big deal, you know. And the windows are, are made up? Do it's all made up. Window You've shopping? got all the toys. Uh, if you go by the uh, Galerie Co- Lafayette, Co- the Co- Printemps, the, the, the great department stores, what's you got all the,
0: the toys. What's the French word for window shopping?
8: Uh, Lèche vitrine. What does that mean? Lick the window. Window licking. L- window licking. So you'll go out with your
0: kids and do some window licking. Yes,
8: yes. And no. actually they have a little uh, stage so the kids can go up and really see that the, the, the toy is animated. It's really fun. And they
3: do a new window design every single every year. Every year is different, and they, yes. Things that move, lots of dolls. It, it's absolutely lovely There's for children.
0: Whatever, so yeah. that must be a tradition for people to take it the kids is. downtown on yes. Christmas. it is. Now the Champs Elysees, we all know the grandest boulevard in all mm-hmm. of Europe, mm-hmm. Yes, it goes all out on Christmas. It's, uh, and you also have now
8: uh, what you call a Christmas village uh, on the Champs Elysees. Well, there are lots of Christmas they villages everywhere. A few of them, actually.
3: But they have, uh,
0: as well. Like a, uh, like a German Christmas market. Yes, I mean, kind of. German, German, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're celebrating winter in Paris with Arno Savigna and Kristen Michel. Our phone number is 877 333 Rick. You can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. Abby's on the line from Tallahassee, Florida. Abby, thanks for your call.
3: Hello.
8: Hello. Hi.
0: Bonjour.
3: Thank you for having me. Um are
7: there places that I can go ice skating in
8: Paris? Yes, of course. Oh, absolutely. That's right a great point. Right in front of the Hotel de Ville. It's a very central. Every year, you know, they set up you know, uh, an ice skating ring. Igloo sometimes as well yes. for, uh, you know, changing your shoes. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a
3: lovely thing to do. It's actually yes. technically free as well. Mm-hmm. It's something that the city free. of Paris offers to mm-hmm not only Parisians but also visitors, you only have to pay to rent your skates.
0: That's it. So if you bring your skates from home, you can It's free. free. I guess technically, if you Mm -hmm. wanted to put them in your So (laughs) so now this is, uh, well, I'm saying for a Parisian to do that, (laughs) but uh, you got in front of the Hotel de Ville, the city hall. (laughs) Right in front of it. You'll see that in your sightseeing. It's very close to the Ile de la Mm Cité. On the way to Notre-Dame, yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's a wonderful scene if you're going to ice skate or not. And if you
8: don't ice skate, you can always uh, do a little merry-go-round on the corner, and that's free too. The Carousel de Noël. Yes, well, they, they are there you know, for the whole year, uh-huh. but then for Christmas, the mayor is subsidizing it. Mm. That's how you say this. Your mayor <laughs> is it. so it's free for the children really? to do the, the mayor merry-go-round pays for the merry-go-round for yes. the children at Christmas. If yes. we have they a they good mayor, vote. that's Vive la France. good. It'll be the
0: same. Now, there is also a, an ice skating rink halfway up the Eiffel Tower. Uh, yes, oh, yes, yes. On the first floor, you
8: are yes, right. It's, it's Quite small. It's a
0: smaller one, but it's, it's really nice. So now, Abby, are you heading off to Paris? Uh,
7: I don't have anything planned. If you, in, like <laughs> if you go if you
0: go in the winter you might want to check out that ice skating. Thanks for your call.
7: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: You bet. I'm speaking with Arnaud Sauvignon and Kristen Michel. We're talking about winter in Paris. So, November, December, January, February, let's just talk winter food. What sort mm. of festive and... and uh, My curious... topic. You mean Christmas food? No, not Christmas food, just, just winter, winter food. food. Whatever. Well, what, what would be good, Christmas in the mm. special in the winter?
3: Well, first of all, what you're going to see in all the cafes, once it starts to get cold, is they will have large cast-iron pots of vin chaud on the counter. Yes. Hot wine. Hot wine, or mulled wine, as we mm. would call it. Spiced. Mm-hmm. Spiced red wine with cinnamon and cloves and orange. It's delicious.
0: Now, I've had... Um, French onion soup in the summer and my Parisian friends kind of go what are you doing oh yes come on, oh, in, the but, on oh, in, but in the in, winter well you can eat the onion soup all year
8: round really it's a very traditional dish it's you know um, onion it's very liquidish mm. with cheese in it you like it Kristen I do I personally it's, don't like it but, but, but it's it's more, never mind it's very liquidish you, <laughs> said, you said it's liquid I'm the French one here like who doesn't one. like it <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's, more, it's more appropriate in the winter I would imagine uh, yes I mean soup you know, is something we really eat at home most of the time mm. In the winter, because okay. it's, it's warm. And, and, and it's you see a lot of oysters out in the Oh, winter. absolutely. Seafood it's all the over season. the place. It is. They're
3: oysters for me, for New Year's, for fantastic. example. The typical meal on New Year's Eve is oysters and champagne. Uh,
8: uh, oysters. It's it's raw true. oysters. Raw oysters, champagne, uh, perhaps yes.
3: some foie gras as well. Foie gras. For, oh.
8: for me, it would be on Christmas, because uh, New Year's Eve is more like a friend party, and we just party all night with catering and champagne. N- nothing else but champagne is allowed, mm. though.
0: It's true. You know, I'm interested that people are really crazy about the quality hot chocolate, which is very good as oh. a little break in mm-hmm. yes. the winter. Mm, you and have to go people, to La for You know, that. you hear people, ah, oh, the chocolate. Yes. And I, to be honest, have a hard time realizing how chocolate can be so good, but oh, what is the yummy. advice for the best hot chocolate in the winter? Oh, there's
8: many, many places. But my best for me, as far as I'm concerned, is La Durée the fancy café on the Champs-Elysees. It's, uh, you have three of them in okay. Paris. Uh, one close to La Madeleine, one in the Champs-Elysees, one in the uh, Saint-Germain area. And that's the shop which makes the uh, best uh, macaron. You know the so macaron? La Durée. La Durée. Two words. L-A- Is that one word? or two words? La Durée, yes. One word. Yes. And uh, the macaroons? Oh, they sell
0: 20,000 of them every day. And you buy half of them? No. (laughs) Look how skinny I am. (laughs) 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 Kristen, what are your thoughts on these beautiful uh, delicacies? On the
3: macaroons? Well, first of all, macaron has absolutely nothing to do with what an American would call a macaroon. That's true. Because to an American, it means coconut. Mm. And it's definitely not that in France. Um, they can be flavored with all different kinds of chocolate, coffee, fruit flavors.
0: Ginger. It's,
3: yes, it's two lime. pieces of meringue with a bit of flavored cream on the inside. They're that's lovely. a nice
0: thing any time of year. But uh, you drop by and, and then, as uh, Arnaud was talking about, the hot chocolate at La Durée. Where do you go for your best hot chocolate?
3: Well, there's one place that's very famous for us. It's called Angelina's. Angelina too, and yes. it's on the Rue de Rivoli, right across from the Tuileries Gardens. And they're famous for it because it's à l'ancienne, which means it's served, it's an actual pot of melted chocolate served with a pot of steamed milk on the side and a what I would call a small vat of whipped cream as well. Sounds very low-calorie. So very it thick. It is. It's light. It's a, it's a nice, light snack. Yeah, who cares? But you mix your own chocolate together, and you sweeten it as you wish. As what well. is the name of that? light?
0: No, Angelina. No, the, the, the style of... It means old-fashioned. Old-fashioned. Ancient style. Yes. Hot chocolate. Ancient now, Kristen, you've lived in Paris for four years, and it's it, it feels like it's your hometown. It sounds like it's your playground.
3: I think it's become that. It has, oh, yeah.
0: That's a beautiful thing. Kristen, Michel, Arnaud Savignon, we're in Paris in the winter. Kristen, take me to one spot that you want to take me to really celebrate Paris in the winter.
3: Oh, you know, I'll just walk you down three blocks away from my apartment, down to the metro corner, where there's a gentleman grilling chestnuts over a, a large... Tin can and the smell is in the air. I look down the street, which is a market street, and there are Christmas lights above our heads. So sparkling lights, the smell of chestnuts. It's
0: immersed, winter. Immersed in Paris, or no? Give me a, a winter image of Paris that you like. Oh, the
8: snow. Snow. We had
3: so much snow these last two years. Oh, it's true. Yes.
8: Uh, the uh, the snow in Paris, which is quite rare, last winter we had lots of snow, three times actually, it was um, quite amazing and um, I would take you to the Luxembourg garden in the middle of the day, in the week, where everybody's working nobody goes there because it's too cold and it's just all white and there's nobody there and you feel so, you know, uh, peaceful in a little town. A Parisian
0: winter wonderland. Yes. Mm-hmm. Draped in That's snow. where
8: Ernest Hemingway, you know, used to go to uh, the Luxembourg Garden. Loved it. That's where he found his inspiration. You mm. could be a modern-day Hemingway mm-hmm. in Luxembourg
0: Gardens, blanketed in snow, inspired to mm-hmm. appreciate the city of light. City of lights. The city of lights. Yeah, it is. Christian Michel, Arnaud Savignon, merci bien.
8: Merci beaucoup. Merci, à bientôt.
0: I love Paris in the winter when it drizzles. I love Paris in the summer when it sizzles. I love Paris every moment, every
5: moment of the year. Travel with Rick Steves is produced at Europe through the back door in Edmonds, Washington. This edition was produced by Sarah McCormick and by Tim Tatton. You'll find more in the radio section of ricksteves.com. Listen again online in the radio section of ricksteves.com. And we'll see you next week for more Travel with Rick Steves.
0: Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic, Europe Through the Back Door, freshly updated this year, teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for France, Paris, Provence and the Riviera, and Rick's French phrasebook. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for France and beyond, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com.